Good morning, everyone. It's good to see you on this Sunday morning before Christmas. You look mighty festive today. We're glad you're here with us in the sanctuary. If you're joining us via live stream, we're delighted and honored that you would choose us this morning. We invite you to stand together this morning. Let's sing, make a joyful noise. Sing it like you mean it. Brother Ken, come lead us this morning. Amen. This morning we'll start off with a normal congregation. When we all get to heaven, we'll do three verses today. When we all get to heaven. here in the sanctuary or if you're joining us online if you are joining us online i want you to do me a favor drop your name in the comment section so that we know you're with us today and we're going to go to the lord in prayer and again as always if you've got a prayer request you can put that in the comment section as well let me ask you to really lift up sister chelsea i know you've been praying for her but this time of the year and lots of things she's dealing with please pray for her pray for sister patsy gunner she is at home as we mentioned but she is uh, really really weak so lift her up in prayer join me today Today in wishing Brother Eddie and Sister Patsy a 50th wedding anniversary. Congratulations, Brother Eddie. I don't think you'll mind me saying this. That is one godly woman. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, we're glad the Lord gave them 50 years and trusting the Lord will give them many, many more. You ask God to bless Sister Patsy. She's weak, but you lift her up. We've got lots of people in our church who are dealing with COVID. And uh, we don't put that out publicly unless they do, whether in their direct families or extended families, you pray for them. Pray for the services today. And I always try to mention this this time of year. Holidays are so wonderful for so many of us, but for a lot of folks, it's not quite wonderful. So I ask you to lift them up, those that are shut in, those who are unable to celebrate with their loved ones. And that's especially true this year. So you pray for them. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, if you would. Join me this morning. Father, we come to you in that precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to assemble ourselves together today. And Lord, come to you uh, thanking you for the blessings that you bestowed upon us. 
We count it a privilege, God, to be able to come to church today. Thank you for those that are joining us via live stream. And, Lord, we thank you for the technology to be able to come into people's homes. Lord, we got a lot of things to be thankful for, even in trying times. So help us, Lord, to be reminded of the fact that despite the difficulties, you're a good God and you do all things well. Lord, bless our services today. We sure will need your presence. May your Son be magnified, glorified today. And Lord, I ask a special touch of grace now upon uh, Sister Chelsea, Lord, Sister Patsy, others in our congregation who could not, uh, Lord, be here today or could not join us for whatever reason. I pray that you'd bless them. Again, bless our services today, the singing, the preaching. May it all uplift that name that is above every name. We'll thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You can be seated. Uh, you pray for Brother Roger today. We're glad he's singing for us. Brother Roger. Did you want to pack your tools? Head to some place where nobody whispered, There goes Mary's food. Joseph, did you look up and raise your hands? Praying, God, you know I've always tried to be a righteous man. Joseph. Joseph, did you lie awake confused, thinking about the small town scandal and what love's supposed to do? Joseph, if you felt you'd been betrayed, still you didn't walk by feelings, you chose to walk by faith, Joseph. You couldn't take her as your wife. You wouldn't let harm come to her. You looked beyond the shame and stood between her and an angry world. You raised no accusations, so no one could raise a stone. Did you feel so hurt, confused, and all alone? Joseph. Did you wake up and want to scream? God, are you really speaking through some angel in a dream? Joseph, did it all just seem absurd that your wife might be the one to fulfill the prophet's words? Joseph, you denied yourself for others obeyed when nothing much made sense you were a strength and shelter on the road to bethlehem and kneeling by the manger bathed the soft starlight did you know whose face you touched that holy night joseph i hope to sit with you one day and here you tell me all about the choices you were called to make, Joseph. It was you and no one else that God had chosen to take care of Mary and himself, Joseph. 
Joseph It was you, Joseph It was you, Joseph God What a good song. I have a message. One of my favorites to preach at Christmas time is about Joseph, who I'm convinced is the unsung hero of Christmas. We don't talk a lot about Joseph. We talk, uh, when you talk about the nativity scene, Joseph doesn't get a lot of mention. But I want you to think for just a moment because of what he was singing about, the faith that Joseph exhibited to take this woman who is pregnant with somebody else's child. He doesn't know. He, God reveals later what's going on. But what a man Joseph was. I love that song. We're going we're gonna to use that in a Christmas drama at some point. That's a good song. 2021 is going to be so much better than 2020. Amen. All right, I want you to put your mask on because I want you to display these. Would you come down, step down? Come, uh, come on, boy. <laughs> Normally, we have uh, our leadership team uh, uh, come down and get these, but I'm going to do it a little bit different this year because of COVID. Uh, we want to recognize our leadership team here at the church that helps us so much with everything that happens, and never more have we been more dependent upon them than this year. Uh, we, uh, my wife and I, Brother Kim and Susan, uh, are doing a uh, joint gift this year. So there's two parts. There is one part that is a homemade, beautiful lantern. And then one, so one preacher made the lantern and one preacher got a gift card. I'll let you figure out who's who. What y'all laughing about? Amen. <laughs> what you laughing about? And so uh, the one that did the uh, lantern uh, they really went uh, above and beyond, and, and I think just did a spectacular job at this. So rather than coming down, I'm going to ask you to stand, and then at the end of service, you come down and get your gift. And because we love you, we appreciate you, and I thank you for your dedication and leadership here at the church. All right? So let's start on the far end. Who's that one over there? This is uh, Brother Scott, Miss Teresa. Stand up, Miss Teresa. We love y'all. Thank y'all so much down here. The next one, this is a big one. you got to hold it up. This is Brother Gerald and Miss Brenda. And, and look at this way this thing glows. Isn't that awesome? That's gorgeous. <clears throat> I work so hard on these. And then the next one, uh, the next one, uh, Brother, this is gorgeous, uh, Brother and Sister Coffee. Amen. Stand up, Sister. Brother Robert's working today. Okay, let them see too. Isn't that gorgeous? Amen. Brother Lisa, uh, Brother Lisa, Miss Lisa and I were just chatting. I'm glad she's with us. Amen. I'm glad she's with us. Next one, uh, this is Brother and Sister Biggs. Uh, uh, you lift it up and continue to pray for Brother Biggs. He's really had a tough year, but we appreciate them so much. And the next one, Brother Ed and Miss Donna Nichols glowing and shining up here. Stand up, guys. Stand up. Thank you all. You better have done right by that one, buddy. And finally, uh, this is uh, 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 really pertinent. This is Brother and Sister Helbert, Brother Tim and Miss Sherry, complete with the RV. Isn't that great? 
Amen. Would you join me in thanking all of these people and their leadership here at the church? We are so grateful to them. Appreciate them immensely. And after services today, you all come and pick these up. Two or three announcements I want to share with you this morning. First of all, we invite you to be with us this Wednesday night uh, for our drive-in service. Lord willing, it looks like the weather's going to allow for that. That's going to be something special we're doing this year for Christmas. Uh, we want you to dress comfortably. It's going to be a little chilly, so dress comfortably. If you feel comfortable being outside, you can bring a chair and set that up. You can also stay in your car. Uh, we're going to have a good time Wednesday night celebrating the Lord with some Christmas carols, uh, the song, the story of Christmas, and being reminded that even in 2020, he's still the reason for the season. Uh, so again, be comfortable. We got a little gift for everybody that comes, so we invite you to be with us this coming Wednesday night. A reminder also that our 2021, I'm so glad to be saying 2021, amen. Our 2021 tithing envelopes are here. Please see Sister Teresa about that. And then also want to remind folks that if you're interested in uh, the ability to text your tithes, we have that uh, a possibility as well. I've got a handout up here at the front that I'll set right over here. And if it doesn't make sense to you, see Sister Teresa, Brother Scott, they'll walk you through it. I've done it. It's even easier than the online app that we're using. So either of those options are possibilities. Keep that in mind. And then I want to just say to you, as I've said for the last several weeks, stay vigilant, folks. COVID's not over yet. And uh, we want you to stay vigilant and keep yourself safe. Lord willing, uh, 2021 will look a whole lot different than 2020. But let's continue to do what we need to do to keep ourselves safe. Come on, brothers, Ken, let's all stand together, and we'll make a joyful noise again. Amen. Now we'll sing a Christmas song, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. We'll do two verses this morning. That's Hark the Herald Angels Sing. second verse didn't sing anything until we got to the last line. Amen. If you're in the choir, we've taught you how to do that. Whenever you don't know the words, what are you supposed to say, choir? Watermelon. And then everybody thinks you're singing. Amen. Come on, brother. Sing for us this morning. While Brother Roger sings this second song, I want to also invite you to please be much in prayer for two other things. 
First of all, Brother Barry Rigney uh, will be going uh, for surgery this week, Tuesday in Danville. Please lift up Brother Barry, if you would. And then we found out that over the weekend, Brother Tracy Freeman, longtime pastor here in our community, love Brother Tracy dearly, is in Stanley Town with some significant physical issues. You pray for Brother Tracy, if you would. Listen to Brother Roger. Sing for us, buddy. Did you know that your baby boy will one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? This child that you've delivered will soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy will give sight to a blind man? Mary, did you know that your baby boy will calm a storm with his hand? Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little baby, you kiss the face of God. Mary, did you know? your baby boy will one day rule the nations did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb the sleeping child you're holding is the grave I am Man, I love that last note, buddy. I sound just like that in the shower. Hey, man. Turning your Bible. Y'all, y'all just full of laughter this morning, aren't you? Turning your Bibles this morning to the Gospel of Luke, please. Chapter number one. Gospel of Luke, chapter number one. 
Sister Kim, we're glad to see you recovered from your hip surgery. Praise the Lord. Appreciate you being with us. And Brother Big snuck in a few minutes ago. We're glad to see you, Brother Larry. We got a little something up here for you this morning. And then when service is over, if you'll go with me to Walmart, I'll get you something better to wear than that Steelers junk you got on. Amen. At least you didn't come in with Dallas. Somebody say amen to that. Luke chapter number 1, please. (laughs) Beginning in verse number 39. We're going to read down through verse number 56. Of course, on Wednesday night, we'll be looking at Luke chapter number 2 as we give you a special Christmas uh, uh, service Wednesday. But tonight, or this morning rather, I want to look at a passage that is certainly related, yet tells the story of the birth of Christ several months before his actual arrival. I'll preface this by reminding you that the forerunner of Christ, John the Baptist, who had also been prophesied about in Scripture, is already now in the womb of his mother Elizabeth. She is six months pregnant when Mary finds out that she will bear the Christ child. Following that, she makes her way, as we read, to the home of Elizabeth and Zacharias, and an incredible conversation begins to occur between these two ladies. Look with me, please, at Luke chapter number 1. We'll begin reading in verse 39. Found your place? Say amen. Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste into the city of Judea and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. That simply means she said, hello, I'm here. How are you? Greeted her, if you would. Came to pass... That when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. And I note this, folks, for all the Baptists who get afraid of this. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she, I like this part too. She spake out loud with a loud voice. She spake with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Can I just stop a moment and say, what an incredible statement that Elizabeth recognized because of the fluttering, if you will, or the leaping of her child within her womb, that she was now in the presence of the king of kings and the mother who would bear that child. What an astounding statement. Note, she says in verse 44, For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she that believe, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. I want you to note now that Mary begins to speak. And what she says is simply astounding. I also will remind you that Mary's not a mature lady who's lived through much in this world. Scholars believe that in all likelihood she's a young teenage girl. That's the marrying age of Jewish society. 13, 14, 15 years of age. Again, that's the marrying age in society. Yet spiritually, mature beyond her years, she says in verse 44, 46, Mary said, My soul 
doth magnify the Lord. My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. His mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath hoping, that word hoping means help, he hath hoping his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, and he spake to our fathers, to Abraham, to his seed forever, and Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house. We are all familiar this time of year with the Christmas carols that make up so much a part of our December celebrations. Songs like Silent Night and Joy to the World, Away in a Manger are sung throughout churches in America every year at Christmas. While on our airwaves, we hear songs across the radio like I'll Be Home for Christmas, Winter Wonderland, and White Christmas. Yet Luke chapter number 1 records for us what is honestly the first Christmas carol that was ever sung. This song of praise is known as the Magnificat. And in fact, if you have a reference Bible, it may well tell you that this passage is called the Magnificat of Mary. The word magnificent is a Latin word that literally means just what Mary said in verse 46. My soul doth magnify the Lord. So the title of this first Christmas carol, if you will, is in fact called My Soul Doth Magnify the Lord. May I say to you this morning... That there is nothing greater that we could sing at Christmas than pausing just a moment to be reminded of the fact uh, that we as God's creations are called to magnify the Creator. Mary, of course, is visiting her family member Elizabeth. And both of these ladies are with child. One, newly conceived of the Holy Ghost. One, much older in age well beyond the age of childbearing, yet she's six months pregnant with the one who would become the forerunner of Christ, John the Baptist. We read about this. An astounding scene plays out when Mary, already carrying uh, the, 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 the God child, the Christ child, uh, implanted by the seed of the Holy Spirit of God, walks in the room and says out to Elizabeth, I'm here, it's me, I'm here. Uh, Mary uh, speaks and Elizabeth is so filled with the Holy Ghost of God uh, that John the Baptist leaps in her womb. And Elizabeth, upon greeting Mary, begins to celebrate the fact that God 
has implanted in her the one who would take away the sins of this world. What an astounding scene begins to unfold. If I'm reading this correctly, Mary does not look at Elizabeth and say, I can see you're pregnant, so am I. And in fact, if you'll recall, it's revealed to Mary that Elizabeth was pregnant. That might seem strange to us uh, because that means there was no Snapchat, there was no Instagram, uh, there was no John the Baptist and Elizabeth standing there with a little picture that says, coming soon. Only those who were immediately around would have known that Elizabeth and Zacharias were with child. And if you'd have said it, nobody would believe it. I'm not being unkind. I'm telling you what Scripture says. Because Elizabeth and, and Zacharias were way up in years, well beyond the age of childbearing. But now she's with child. And as Mary walks in the room and says hello the child leaps in the womb of Elizabeth. John the Baptist, I think, even in the womb of his mother, recognized that he was in the presence of the King of Kings. And being full of God, full of the Spirit of God, the babe begins to turn somersaults. Uh, and, and Elizabeth celebrates and shares with Mary what's happening. And then the two ladies have just a good old-fashioned praise service. These two ladies begin to celebrate what God is doing in their lives. And Mary breaks out into a passage, breaks out into words that in effect become the first Christmas carol ever sung. So I want to give you three thoughts this morning entitled, Our First Christmas Carol. Our First Christmas Carol. I always get amused when we transition after Thanksgiving to Christmas music. Now, I'll, I will pause a moment and tell you, my daughter, my son, others in my family, sometimes my son, they're, they're the people that like to start listening to Christmas carols in about August. I'm one of those that I would prefer to wait till after at least Thanksgiving. Amen. However, when, 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 whenever we start playing Christmas carols, my eyes automatically go to my wife. I encourage you next year to watch. My wife, like me, we love Christmas music, but my wife will be the first one to tell you she doesn't like playing it. Because, number one, they're not easy to play and they're not easy to sing. And as she always reminds me, as I'm picking with her on the way home, she'll say, we don't sing these songs but once a year. I don't know how to play them. But I want you to listen to me this morning. The Christmas carol, you hear me now, is really not about how well we sing it. It's not about how well we play it. It is all about the God that we celebrate because of it. So let's look at these three thoughts. Number one this morning, note with me this carol that she sang was about her personal Savior. She sang a song about her personal Savior. Mary's song starts out by just celebrating how good God is. Can I remind all of us that when giving the model prayer, we call it the Lord's Prayer, misnomer in my opinion, 
Remind, remind, let me remind you that the disciples had seen the Lord do all kinds of incredible things. They'd seen him heal the sick. They'd seen him raise the dead. They listened to him preach incredible messages. Uh, but they didn't ask him, the Lord, teach us how to heal. They didn't say, Lord, teach us how, how to preach like you. Teach us how to raise the dead. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. And when answering that, Christ said, when you pray, pray like this. And he starts out by saying, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That word hallowed means praise, revered, mighty. Can I remind all of us that when we pray, when we sing, one of the best things we can do is spend a few moments just being reminded of how good God really is. Notice what she says in verse 47. My spirit hath rejoiced in God my, what's that word, church? Savior. My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. As Mary is celebrating how good God is, she starts out by talking about his redemption. Can I just remind you folks that there is much at this point that Mary doesn't understand she doesn't know what's going to happen with this child. She doesn't recognize all of the things that will happen. She doesn't realize that he's going to be nailed to a cross, that he's going to be placed in a tomb, that he would be resurrected three days later. All she knows is that God hath brought about redemption through this plan of his. Mary begins her song by praising God for salvation. Can I just remind you that she was called of God to deliver this child into the world. Listen, but she too needed his salvation. I'm not here to criticize what anybody else does or believe, but you hear me. Uh, Mary was a human being just like every one of us that needed the salvation that God offered. She is certainly to be revered. She is certainly to be lauded for her faith. And she even makes mention of that, that she'll be called blessed for many generations. But she was not perfect. She was not holy. She was not a perpetual virgin. She had other children. Bible makes that very clear. She was a woman who needed to be saved. And think about this. As Roger just sang about, she recognizes that she's carrying in her womb her own method of salvation when opening up the song she celebrates the fact uh, that she can now be redeemed may I say to every one of us redemption is a reason for us all to rejoice as we celebrate Christ as we celebrate the birth of the child as we look at the shepherds, as we look at the wise men, as we look at uh, the stable and the manger, uh, may we all be reminded uh, that in fact we are celebrating uh, Christ, our Redeemer. Fanny Crosby knew exactly what she was talking about. When of her 6,000 songs, she penned one that says, Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed. By the blood of the Lamb, redeemed through His infinite mercy, His child, and forever I am. I think of my blessed Redeemer. I think of Him all the day long. I sing, for I cannot be silent. His love is the theme of my song. Thankful this morning that like Mary, 
we too can celebrate Christmas because we are redeemed. I know that, hear me now, and man, I hope you'll amen me. Children all over the world, even in 2020, uh, will wake up Christmas morning excited uh, to open gifts, uh, excited uh, over what has occurred, excited uh, by what's under the tree. Uh, But only Christians uh, can understand uh, that it's really not about what's under the tree, uh, but it's about what happened on a tree. She sings because of her redemption. But not only does she sing about redemption... She sings about reflection as well. Verse 48, she says, For he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. May I paraphrase this? Mary says, I can't believe He chose somebody like me. Mary says, I'm just a nobody. I'm not special. I'm not not a queen. I'm not a princess. I'm just a lowly servant girl who was minding my own business. And somehow, someway, God saw me where I was and he chose to use me as I am. What a mighty God we serve, folks. Can I remind all of us, uh, God is no respecter of persons, neither should we be. uh, And I am glad that he still saves from the uttermost to the guttermost. Uh, If you're like me uh, and you look back over the history of your own life, uh, you stand amazed that he would bother with somebody like you. Uh, You stand amazed uh, that he would love somebody like you. Uh, But I am glad uh, that whosoever shall call upon the name shall be saved, uh, that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, uh, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Never want to forget where I was when God saved me. I've said to you a thousand times, I don't ever want to stand in this pulpit and glorify sin. But I don't ever want to forget how deep God had to get me out of sin to put me on a rock to stay. She celebrates redemption. She celebrates reflection. And then because she and Elizabeth are full of the Holy Ghost, she has a time of rejoicing. Look at verse 49. Scripture says, For he that is mighty hath done to me great things. Note this clause. And holy is his name. Can I just pause a moment, church, and remind all of us Baptists that there is no sin, shame, or sorrow in having a good time in God's house. There is no sin, shame, or sorrow in having a good time in your car when it's just you and God. I think we get so worried sometimes that we're going to be associated with another group of believers uh, that we forget how good it is to be a Christian. May I say to you this morning, uh, we've been celebrating and rejoicing uh, before any other denomination tried to steal the praise. You hear me? Uh, because you celebrate God uh, does not mean you've got to be labeled uh, as something or other. You hear me this morning? Uh, we celebrate God because God's good and he's been good to us. As I ponder, as I think about the beauty of his birth, I am personally reminded of how good he's been to us. You've heard me say this a thousand times over the last eight, nine months. It feels like eight or nine years. Somebody say amen. I I was talking to a preacher friend of mine, and 
He said, 2020 is the year where it flew by, but the days crawled by. But you hear me this morning. There isn't a day where the Lord is not good. Psalm 1, excuse me, Psalm 68 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us up with benefits, even the God of our salvation. Would you amen me? Even in the midst of what we face, we are still a blessed people. You hear me? Because we know God makes everything else worthwhile. I submit to you this morning that when she sang, she sang about a personal Savior, and she knew she had something to sing about. Not only does she sing of a personal Savior, number two, she sings about a providential Savior. What do you mean by that, preacher? For 2,000 years... The Jews had prophesied about the king coming to all mankind. They talked about the king who they believed would throw off the yoke of Roman bondage. But what they realized is that he would throw off the yoke of sin's bondage and bring deliverance. There's only one word to talk about it, folks. We call it grace. Amazing grace. How That's a carol for any time of year. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. When she starts singing about grace, she sings about perpetual grace. I love the clause that she uses in verse 50. Note what she says. And his mercy is on them that fear him. And note this next prepositional phrase. From generation to generation. We're 2,000 years past Mary's first Christmas carol, but we're still singing about the fact uh, that he's a good God. 2,000 years uh, past her first utterance, uh, we're still standing up and saying uh, that from generation to generation to generation, uh, God is good to them that fear him. I recognize, folks, Exactly what Lamentations chapter 3 means when it says, The mercies of the Lord are everlasting. Great is thy faithfulness. Would you amen me this morning? We live in a dark, sinful world, and it's gotten even darker this year. Everything has seemingly changed. Everything has seemingly changed in nine months. We've changed how we worship at church. We've had to change how we communicate. We've had to change how we shop. We've had to change our holidays. Some of us have had to even change the way we do our job. Though everything seems like it's changed in 2020, there are some things that still remain. May I remind you uh, that His grace has not changed. Uh, his, amen, his mercies have not changed. Uh, his love and His kindness has not changed. Uh, and that grace uh, is still available uh, from generation to generation to generation. I can't promise you uh, that 2021 will be any better. Uh, but what I can tell you uh, is that if the Lord tarries His coming, uh, He'll still be God. Uh, he'll still be good. Uh, his mercies will still be available uh, to every generation. He brings perpetual grace. 
But he also brings providential grace. That's a big word. And I want you to note what she says in verse 51. She says, he hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things and the rich. He hath sent away empty. What is Mary saying? Mary is reminding all of us as she sings this first Christmas carol. That he came to redeem men and women, but he wasn't choosy. Let's be honest, folks. If we were crafting a plan of salvation, we might look to the wealthy crowd. We might look to the intelligent crowd. We might look to the royal crowd, the ruling crowd. But that's not how our God operates. Our God knew that if he was going to get the message out, he was not going to be able to appear to the royal family. He's going to have to go to some lowly shepherds. So the angel did not go to Herod, didn't go to Pilate, didn't go to the Roman authorities. The angels appeared to some shepherds out watching their flocks by night, the lowest of the lows. Why? Because it's a reminder that even now, God will still save the least among us, the most uneducated educated among us, the one who doesn't have the wealth or the money, God doesn't care. He'll save us all, whosoever will. Aren't you glad this morning you are a whosoever? She sang about a personal Savior, a providential Savior. And finally this morning, I'm done. This first Christmas carol, she sang about a promised Savior. As Mary begins to close her song, she praises God for sending His Son and for remembering the promises that He had made through Israel about the Messiah. That He had made through Israel about the Messiah. Notice what she says in verse 54. He hath hopen. That's a word we don't use much anymore. It just means helped. He hath hopen his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. For centuries, thousands of years, the Jews had longed for their Messiah. More than 400 passages in the Old Testament, speak to the fact that the Messiah would come. More than 400 passages in the Bible, in the Old Testament, talk about the fact that through the line of David, through the offspring, through the lineage of David, would come the Messiah who they believed would throw off again that yoke of Roman bondage and would set up a kingdom that would mirror the great kingdom of Solomon. For, the year, for decades, for centuries now, Jew after Jew after Jew had looked to the promised Messiah and now he's here. Now he's here. 
He's coming in the womb of a young girl. This young girl, in closing out her song, celebrates the fact that God's prophecies were true. You hear me this morning. The coming of that king was the hope of the day. Mary knew that this had been God's plan all along. Way back, listen, way back in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve fell, God set this plan in motion. And for thousands of years, it seemed like it was never going to happen. For thousands of years, as preacher after preacher after prophet after prophet said, the King is coming, the Messiah is coming, there were those who lost faith. There were those who didn't believe. But on this day, Mary celebrates the fact that his prophecies were true. You listen now. Some 2,000 years later, there are still some prophecies we waiting for. May I say to you uh, that in the 2,000 years since Mary sung, uh, there's some New Testament prophecies we've been waiting on. Uh, one that says uh, that he'll soon return uh, with a trump, uh, with a shout, uh, with the voice of the archangel. Uh, and there might be those who don't believe it. Uh, there might be those who don't accept it. Uh, and I've heard the educated say we're a bunch of looney tunes uh, for believing he's coming. But I stand here this morning and tell you uh, that the prophecies of God are just as true today as they were Thousands of years ago. Finally this morning, not only in fulfillment of the prophecy, but in fulfillment of his promises. She says in verse 55, and I'm done. He spake to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. Mary rejoiced because God had not forsaken Israel. Mary rejoiced, if I may put it as simply as I know how. Mary rejoiced because God kept his word. May I say to you this morning, you and I can rejoice because God's word is still true. You and I can rejoice because the Bible that you hold in your lap or on your phone is full of promises and there's not ever been a single one of them that's ever been broken. Listen now. I close this morning with a simple reminder. I don't need to tell you the challenges that 2020 has wrought. We have faced devastation in our country, some in our community, Friends that we know and love have struggled. Some have even passed away this year. But my heart goes back to Isaiah 43, verse 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle. Upon thee. Mary opens her song, and I want to close it with the same words My soul doth magnify the Lord. Would you stand with me this morning? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Brother Ken's going to get 
a song for us today. Thank you for tuning in this morning to the broadcast. Those of you who are in the sanctuary, thank you for your attention. I want to ask you a simple question this morning. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you say, Pastor Greg. Like Mary, I want to thank God for being so good to me in 2020. There's a lot of hands going up. I appreciate it. You can put them down. Now let me ask you a follow-up. Is there anybody in the building that would say, Pastor Greg, he's been good, but we're dealing with some difficulties. Family's dealing with some challenges, some burdens, and we need touch and direction from God. Pray for us this morning. I see those hands. I appreciate that. Brother Ken's going to sing us a verse. We're going to open up the altar. You're welcome to come pray, exercising social distancing, but you can pray where you are. Wherever you are, if you want to join us this morning, uh, we invite you to pray, if you would, for God's uh, direction. Brother Ken, sing for us, buddy. Don't forget to get your gifts this morning. And uh, we appreciate you joining in today here in the sanctuary. Don't forget Wednesday night, se- uh, se- uh, 7 o'clock, our normal time, out in the parking lot. We're going to have a good time together. I have not forgotten the offering. Y'all looking at me like he's done forgotten. Sit down. Actually, all right, ushers, come on, make your way down this morning. Quickly, if you would, put your masks on, and let's, uh, let's uh, collect this morning. Father, thank you for your presence today. Thank you so much for meeting with us. And thank you, Lord, for the reminder that even in difficult days, you are a good God. 
Lord, thank you for this time of year, for what it stands for. Lord, we love you. That's not a surprise, but what's amazing is how much you love us. In Jesus' name, amen.